bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. Why? Because we're coming to you live from SAP Sapphire Now 2017 here in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Why are we here? What's the big deal? Well, more than 20,000 people are here live in the show area, and they're here to learn about, to share, to collaborate, to discuss technology innovations that are going to help make the world run better. So, you know, we always open with a buzz, the quote. Well, I have a good one for you. The buzz is a quote from Yogi Berra. Come on, you know who he is. All those mixed up words, but somehow he made perfectly good sense. Here's the quote. It was impossible to get a conversation going. Everybody was talking too much. Just let that sink in. Okay, a little bit of a conundrum, maybe circular reasoning. So what's keeping your C-suite awake at night? Well, maybe it's time to have some human conversations in your IT organization. Let's let that one sink in. IT talking, having conversations, building trust. Really? Who talks about this? Well, my special guest does. It's Kevin Diaz. He's with Freudenberg IT, and we're going to just call them FIT, F-I-T. Kevin, did you like that opening quote? I loved it. Yogi Berra was right on, wasn't he? He was. Sometimes people just talk too much and don't listen. That's right. right? Sometimes they don't say enough, and sometimes they say too much, and that's why people don't. But let's talk about you. Your official title, I've been told on your business card, is Chief Customer Officer. Okay. But I hear people call you the Chief Trust Evangelist. I like that one better. Why? What does that mean? Um, Yeah. What our company does, specifically around managed cloud services, um, you know, we sell trust, right? Because we're not selling products necessarily where customers can touch, look, and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really selling an experience, and, and customers enable uh, or trust us to enable them to, to run their SAP software products in our cloud. Um, and it's 24-7, mission-critical applications that they're running for their enterprise. And they're putting their, their neck on the line, choosing us to be successful and maintain their operations are running 24-7. And if we don't do our job, uh, quite honestly, then their neck is on the line. And, that, and that's a heavy responsibility to have. So you have to build the trust. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. You have to do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's not about just making the sale. It's also about making sure that um, you, you garner the trust but you deliver upon that trust, too, as well. Maintain your promises. You know, Kevin, we talk about that a lot in the world of social media today, especially in the, I'll call it the niche of social selling. We talk about it's not the question of stalking somebody online or trying to get into their news feed on their Facebook page. It's a question of building a relationship, being helpful, being an advisor, yes. becoming a trusted source and resource to them. That's what you're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's making yourself available and accessible to your customers, but also, too, just listening, right? That sometimes people overlook that very simple skill or, or even important 
um, you know, action you need to do when you're interacting with your customers. It's very important just to not necessarily think ahead of what you're trying to say or, mm. or trying to think about a specific solution that you're, you're trying to make your point. Let yourself go. Let yourself be vulnerable at that point and, and just listen to what the customer is trying to communicate to you, right? Words matter and they have context. And sometimes there's this, what I like to call ontological arrogance, mm -hmm. where you always think you know <laughs> what is right, but necessarily you need to say, well, maybe, maybe I don't know everything. And that's okay. That's okay to admit that, hey, you know what? Um, let me hear what the customer is saying. Yeah. What, what, let me try to be empathetical, as Bill McDermott has, has, mm -hmm. has so mentioned in his keynote speak uh, earlier today. Yes. Um, and, and just try to put yourself in their position, right? Try to understand what is it like to be them on, on their side of the desk and, and really put yourself in that position. So, uh, so can we talk about this on two levels, Kevin? One is, is, is between your company, for example, and the customer. Another, I opened up saying, does IT really have conversations? So I noticed that you sent me some information before the show and you said every organization has brilliant and ambitious individuals. The world of IT is no exception, having meaningful conversations and understanding the context. So should IT be talking to each other, to the, among themselves, in order to talk to a vendor like you? Uh, Where do the conversations start? Um, it's a good question, right? So... <laughs> You know, I guess uh, um, IT, right? People always think it's, it's software, it's technology, it's, it's, it's all these machines and computers and software actually does the work. It's people, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and when you have complex, dynamic environments, along with complex, dynamic organizations, you, you need to make sure those individuals are communicating with each other, um, that they are understanding what they're trying to, to uh, implement, or, or try to achieve with the organization, right? Because when you think about an organization, um, that's what it is. An organization, mm -hmm. in, in, in a way, is almost a singular entity with a lot of different individuals that make up that organization trying to achieve one common thing, right? Whether it's success or whether it's an implementation or so forth. Um, and, and it's important that um, you understand not necessarily about the conversations you're having, which are important, of mm -hmm. course, you want to be able to articulate, uh, but sometimes it comes down to the conversations you don't have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's important, right? Because a lot of people try to be introverted and they say, well, I can't get my point across, so I'll be quiet. Mm -hmm. Other people aren't willing to be accepting of another person's opinion too as well. Um, and I think if, if everybody's aware of that, um, kind of more behavioral learning, if you will, if you will. Um, it's really important to try to just open up, communicate, and be accepting of whether it's not necessarily criticism, mm -hmm. but maybe different ideas, yes. different ways of working. Um, <clears throat> you know, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, from a leadership perspective, it doesn't have to be your way, right? There, there's there, there's a lot, you know, there, you, you hire really smart people. Mm -hmm. And I always like to say it's even on my LinkedIn profile, right? Like, of what do I do? I just hire really smart people and get out of their way, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that, that's what you do as an organization, as a leader. You hire really smart people and, and they you tell you what to do. And you empower them. That's one of the key words you sent me is empower your people. Absolutely. Everybody wants a voice. And, Everybody and does. And, and you, you touched on such interesting themes. Let's talk a little bit about who is coming into the IT field today, Kevin. Uh, are you seeing a lot of millennials enter the field? Are you seeing young people saying, IT, it's exciting because they let us talk. They let us bring our ideas to the table. Is this something that's changing the face of IT or not so much? Um, from Well, it's interesting. So we, 
we have competency centers around the world, right, in Europe and, and in Cosicha and Mexico and Puebla. And we actually have a program with the local university in Puebla, Mexico, where we bring in a lot of these younger students, interns, um, give them a, a exposure to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then after they graduate, we bring them into our organization. We have a little academy and then we, we help bolster their career. Um, and, and we do it importantly to, to let them know right from the beginning, um, speak your mind. Right. If you, know, if you don't understand something, it's okay. Um, if you have a good idea, please share it with people. Just because you're you're maybe new uh, to the organization, we'll, we'll embrace those ideas that those individuals have, and and some of them are very creative, um, and it's a different perspective. Right. Organizations sometimes can get stayed, you know, yeah. kind of like this this stale. We've been doing it this way. Yes. Right. And sometimes you need some other individuals, even some some younger mindset coming into the organization and giving you a fresh perspective. I think uh, Rear Ad- Navy Admiral Grace Hopper said one of her famous quotes, and by the way, I'm, I am a big fan of hers because she was the, one of the founders of the COBOL programming language, yes. and I started as a COBOL programmer. I'm not telling you when, but figure it out. We were key punching our cards and carrying around boxes of 2,000 cards, and it, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, sure. When you had, had big uh, uh, magnets to pull up the tiles in the floor of the computer room, Correct. and computers actually were this big and had light. Lights blinking? I know, I know. I was there. I lived through that. Her quote was, uh, I think, some, I don't know how many words, but the most dangerous seven words in the language, you can count them for me, is we've always done it that way. So you're talking about agreeing with that, breaking that mold and saying, let's bring in fresh ideas. And, and I know somebody else famous, and maybe you know, Kevin, said... Uh, being a smart person is knowing how to ask the right questions. Yes. So how does this fit into empowering your people, saying to them, fail fast, fail often, we want to hear your ideas, we may not applaud all of them, we may not implement any of them, but we still want your input. How important is that in IT today? It's extraordinarily important. And, and sometimes it's okay to let employees fail. Yep. Right? It, it's okay to let them make mistakes. And, and that's fine, as long as they can understand why they made a decision they did. What mm-hmm. was the reason behind that? Yeah. And that, okay, they put, a, they put a concerted effort into it. It wasn't just a flippant decision or something just off the cuff because they wanted to get it done. But if they can articulate, okay, here's the reason why I chose it. This is what I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. The, you, you always, you, there's, there's two things, right? You have the intended outcome and the actual outcome. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. and, and, they, and they could be wildly different, right? Yep. Depending on your approach. So, so you always say, okay, what was your intended outcome of, of, of this executed task or this activity or project you had to do and what was the actual outcome and, and then was there a gap in between and if so why did that happen right mm-hmm. and it's okay that it happened because you want them to you want to encourage that you don't want to necessarily suppress creativity or, mm-hmm. or even suppress their ability to innovate right we're, we're, we're in IT it's all about innovation um, you know even the great companies have had some not so great launched products or services and so forth. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're still around because they encourage that type of innovation, that kind of, that, that, that mind share of thinking uh, within the group and, and being able to just feel like they're, they're liberated in, in that perspective. Didn't so. Thomas Edison say, I just found 10,000 ways to fail? Yes. Yes, okay, exactly. something like that. <laughs> Listen, it's really, really great. 
talking with you, Kevin Diaz, having Thank this you. conversation. I have two questions that are easy, but since you're the chief trust evangelist at Freudenberg ITFIT, I want to see if I can trust you. How many times have you been to Sapphire? We're going to fact check this one. So this is, I think I started, well, 1997. So this is my 20th year. Okay. And, and, and of course, the, this is the actual week. Uh, 15 years ago this week, I actually met my wife. Uh, at Sapphire in Orlando in 2002. Get it. You know what? Yes. I'm running an informal poll. Everybody's smiling. Back. An informal poll on how many times people have attended Sapphire. You just tied for 20 years. Do you, is that your final answer? You wanted that, to, That's my final. Could it be 21? Or, no, I think no, the gray hair shows 20. 20. Oh, forget about the gray hair. Looks great. <laughs> we're we're going to have to put down Kevin Diaz as 20 years. We're keeping, t- keeping track here. I don't have a present for you, but it's just no. congratulations, and we're delighted to have you. And second question is... Um, um, I don't know. What's the second question? Oh, um, well, I normally ask, how far did you come to get here? Um, how far did you travel? Well, oh, travel. Yeah, I not many miles, well, but how, how, how I many? Thought, I thought you wanted to get existential in life's a journey. <laughs> and where, where, How did I end up this well, way? Well, we're just right? doing but, quotes today. Sure. <laughs> life's a journey. But, okay. But no, but, but uh, from Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia. So. Okay, Philly. Fine. I, I, you know, I haven't been asking this on the shows, but I have a question I ask on all the Game Changer shows, and I certainly mm-hmm. hope you'll come and be on one of our full shows soon. Get mm-hmm. in touch with me. Uh, but I usually say... What's in your cup today? And I see you don't have a cup because we're here at Sapphire walking around. But I ask, what's your favorite drink that really makes you happy? So what do you love to drink? A really good Australian Shiraz. Mmm, a man of good taste. Yes. So, Kevin Diaz, yes. FIT, you certainly are fit to be with Thank us you. today. Thank you so much. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today, just like Kevin Diaz. Talk to you soon. Signing off. Wave, wave, wave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.